Welcome to Council Cast, a new podcast series from the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers. I'm Joel Copper, the Council's Vice President of Government Affairs. I'm from Colorado, and I'm here with Rob Cohen, who's Chairman and CEO of the IMA Financial Group, a top fi- top commercial insurance and employee benefits firm here headquartered in Denver. Rob is a civic and community leader in the state of Colorado, serving on the Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce the Metro Denver Sports Commission, uh, among other great organizations. Rob's also the council's chairman this year. I want to take this opportunity to sit down with Rob and talk a little bit about Amendment 69, which is on the ballot here in Colorado. Uh, it's dubbed as Colorado Care, and Colorado vo- voters will be deciding on Amendment 69 in November. It's a state constitutional amendment that would create a single-payer health care system in the state of Colorado and virtually wipe out the benefits market as we know it in the state. Yeah, it's fraught with uncertainties concerning health care benefits and limitations and insecurities uh, regarding the reimbursement model for Colorado health providers. The only thing we see clear about Colorado care is uh, its incredible levels of taxation, but its implications are huge. Uh, and I would like to reiterate that it's not just a state issue, but it's also a national issue. Um, so I'm just going to start this off with a couple questions for Rob, and we'll just have a nice casual conversation. Great. Thank you, Joel. Rob, what are, the, what are the tax implications? Let's start there. What are the tax implications for the people of Colorado, and uh, how does this become a reality? Well, as you said, this is a very complicated um, measure. It's actually an amendment to our state constitution. And so um, the tax implications are it's a payroll tax. It's a 10% payroll tax that would be paid two-thirds by the employer, one-third by the employee. So basically six and two-thirds percent by the employer, three and one-third percent um, by the employee. Um, the unseen part of the implications from a tax standpoint is um, it doesn't stop there. So all K-1 income, all capital gains income, any other income is taxed at 10% too. So if you think about it from a small business owner standpoint, not only are they getting taxed on the the payroll part for their business that they're running, but then when they take their own distribution, they're getting taxed again another 10% on the profits that they're taking out of the company. So the tax implications are huge. What's the total What's the total cost they estimate this program costing? So the the current budget, and there and this is one of the challenges behind this amendment, is there there's 11 pages, but there's not a lot of detail. And uh, but it's a 25 billion dollar. Um, program. The entire current state tax revenue in the state of Colorado is $25 billion. So we're essentially doubling the tax in the state with one single measure. And that's just with the initial creation of the program. That's not with maintaining and continuing the program. That's correct. So if there's other tax increases around the corner, will Coloradans have a say in those tax increases? Or... Well, one of, the, one of the biggest challenges that we have with this amendment is also the fact that they're creating a 21-person board that is going to oversee um, this entire program. Um, they're not tied to the governor, they're not tied to the legislature, and they have full taxing authority um, in the state. So if they think that, that they need $30 billion to manage this program, they have the right to raise that payroll tax um, by themselves. Wow, that really surprised me. I mean, growing up in Colorado, I mean, it's become a very purple state, right? It's one-third Democratic, one-third Republican, one-third Independent. And from what I recall is they would never vote for a tax increase because of the Tabor Amendment. Well, we have a Tabor Amendment in the state right now that says that any tax increase in the state has to go to the voters. This will be the first time. It'll be like a debrucing, which is uh, uh, the name of the person who brought the Tabor Amendment. So they call it debrucing in the state. It'll be the debrucing of the, of the state tax code. Wow. So moving on, what's the lead, who are the lead proponents of Colorado Care? 
So the lead proponent of Colorado Care is one of our state senators who um, is a doctor and also um, has been a uh, big advocate for single-payer systems across the country. All right. And does this have national implications? If this passes, how does this? How do you see this impacting? I mean, you're a lead brokerage firm, not just in Colorado, but across the entire country. Well, I absolutely think it has national implications. I mean, if you just look at, if you just follow the current national presidential election and and Bernie Sanders um, being a proponent of a single payer system, and now he's got Hillary talking about that. I think, you know, if we have a single payer system in a state and um, people start to see it and they think about it. I think it is a wave that could start to move and go across the country. One of the things that's concerning me a lot about this specific amendment, when we go out and talk to people, people are starting to realize that they think this particular amendment and this particular piece of legislation is not good legislation. But I do hear from very smart business people who say, you know, I'm open to a single-payer system. So once you open that door, people start thinking about how would you do it and how would you do it in an effective way. Um, and it definitely has national implications. Right. So what, what message – you talked about your other conversations with other businessmen, business leaders. What message sticks as to why we need to oppose this, why we need to beat this back? Well, I think – the tax increase? Is it the limited network? Is it, you know, unpredictable benefits? Well, you're a great lead man. The the answer is yes. Um, you just answered the question. I mean, the the thing that's really sticking with people is the unknown aspect of this from almost every level. The unknown of what it means ultimately from a cost um, standpoint. There are no actuary studies or or numbers that back up what they're doing. Nobody knows what coverage is included or not included. Nobody knows what the medical delivery system is going to be and how that's set up. Nobody understands um, the implications as far as workers' compensation because this is not just on on the medical side. It also um, encroaches on the medical payments on the workers' compensation side of, of the marketplace. And so the questions go on and on and on. And, in fact, one of the uh, – I met with the proponent for this, and, and she was presenting, and I said, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. How are we going to put this together? And she said, well, we're going to take 12 months to put it together. And then if it doesn't make sense, we just won't implement it. And I said, well, think about that. If you if you pass this amendment in the state and you tell everyone we're going to single payer, the entire employer-provided health care market is going to pick up and leave while you're doing this 12 months. And then at the end of 12 months, you're going to say, just kidding. And you're going to expect them all to come back in and, and pick up where they were. That's not going to happen. The damage that you're going to create is so significant. I mean, you know, if you haven't even thought through that piece of it, it really makes me nervous as to what you're thinking about for the actual plan itself. Right. Are you concerned about a wild card proponent of single payer sweeping, donating, sweeping in donations uh, from it coming in, you know, September and October surprise? I mean, right now I know this is not polling high. The latest polls I've seen is 60 to 70 percent of the Coloradans that are aware of this oppose it. Um, but anything can happen around the corner. Bernie Sanders obviously won Colorado by a large margin. Colorado passed marijuana after several variations and iterations of trying to get it through and finally made it. Are there any big surprises around the corner that you're nervous about? Well, you're correct in that the polling is is favorable right now, but the awareness level is extremely low. I mean, if you go out and you talk to most people in the state, they don't even know that this is coming or that this exists. Um, and so if there's one thing we should learn from this election cycle that we've been going through in the presidential side is we should never take anything for granted. 
Um, I always worry about a wild card. I always worry about people just reading the legislation and not digging into the details. And it sounds good. Oh, free health care. And, you know, we're going to pay for it like this. And, um, it, you know, on the surface, it sounds really good until you start getting into the details. And so I worry about that. And then you worry about somebody coming in um, with a lot of money and funding it in a way to really make it sound even better than it does now. And then, you know, once that wave starts, it's awful hard to stop. We need to stop that wave now. Yep. That's great. Well, thank you for your leadership. This is, uh, as you know, you're a leader in our organization. We don't normally get involved in these kind of issues, uh, but we don't consider this a state issue. We think this is a major threat to the market. And um, we are with you. We need to beat this back solidly by solid 10-plus points, I think, maybe well, more than that. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the opportunity to come here because I do really think this is, this is not a Colorado issue. This is a national issue. And as you just said, we can't afford um, – we can't lose this or win, even win this 52-48. We've got to beat this back so that the message that they get is people are not for this, not here, not anywhere. And the way that we're going to do that is – you know, we still need, we need to not take this for granted. Uh, we need to raise significant funding, um, not just from our industry, from business in general, from everyone who is opposed to this. We need to fund it, take it seriously, um, invest. And, um, and if we do, then I think we've got a chance to come out on the right side. Yep, I agree. And I encourage everyone listening to this podcast to visit www.ciab.com where we've got a campaign and a toolkit essentially for you to launch your own campaign for your employees uh, and their clients with all the reasons why they need to oppose this measure. Thanks, Rob. Great. Thanks, Joel.